1: Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, Erin Keller's here, and we're also excited because we have our bear biologists, Carl Lackey and Heather Reich here today. And Carl, I don't think we've had you on since I've since we've been hosting.
0: It has been a year or more since I've spoken here, yes. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah,
1: Beth. thank you. And then, Heather, we've had a few times, always informing the public, doing a great job thank um, you. getting messaging out <laughs> there. So, it's that time of year. I've already got calls about it, just people calling saying, Can we talk about bears? Um, bears are out, they're active. It's spring, it's getting warmer out. So, how has it been so far this year?
0: It is starting to pick up a little bit as the weather warms up. Of course, bears have been out for a couple months, uh, but as the weather warms up, they're getting more active. Uh, This time of year, they're primarily going after the green up up on the hillsides and the mountains, but we always have those bears that like those urban areas and the free meal that they can get there.
1: Exactly, and then I talk to reporters a lot, and one question I get is, how is the snow we've had this time of year going to impact bear activity?
2: I say it it hasn't impacted them all too much. I mean of course you know in March when the males were starting to poke their heads out they were surrounded by snow but we're pretty on track with our green up schedule. We're seeing bear behavior as we would expect it. They come down to the lower elevations to hit that green up and they kind of follow it up the hills as the snow melts away. So I wouldn't say it's really impacted them very much at all this year.
1: It's pretty much the same as Every year.
2: We eat pretty much, and we're excited for the amount of snow we got that hopefully is going to translate into a lot of good natural bear food this year.
3: Yeah, when I was driving in this morning, I looked up, you know, up higher elevations. It's pretty green. Yeah. And I was gone for a few days, and the snow has really melted, you know, so it's, I mean, it looks great. Yeah, Hopefully.
1: It does look so green right now for yep. I was shocked the other day I looked up I was like, we're in Nevada, but it's so green
0: yeah <laughs> and and like Heather said, hopefully that'll translate into some natural bear foods because of course last year we had a natural food failure and, and uh, dealt with dozens and dozens of bears out in the in the neighborhoods right
1: and natural foods horses are Extremely important because that means bears are going to rely less on human food sources.
3: absolutely right. So what are some
0: examples of natural bear food then that you guys are going to... All your grasses and forbs uh, in the spring and early summer and then uh, progress it into the the soft mass uh, berries. And we've got dozens of different types of berries, but choke cherries, manzanita berries... Uh, desert peach, rose hips, all those types of things that the bears love to eat.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And even when we have natural food sources for bears, it's important that people still follow the steps to s- prevent, you know, human-bear interactions. Could you explain some of the important things people should be doing really year-round?
0: It is a year-round responsibility. And uh, regardless of where you live, if you're anywhere near uh, wildlife habitat, anywhere southwest Reno, any of those places, or in areas where a bear from those areas can easily access your neighborhood. Right now, we're getting reports of a bear that's roaming the last chance ditch over off of uh, Hunter Lake and McCarran in that general area. Uh, But just manage attractants. Um, Anything that you can think of that a bear might find interesting, obviously garbage. Uh, needs to be kept in a, in a bear-resistant can of some sort. Uh, bird seed, hummingbird feeders, of course, that's sugar water. Great sugar. Yep, bears yeah. love it. Probably
1: tastes great to them.
0: <laughs> yep, had a bear today that, water. that got into a shed and got into bird seed. And believe it or not, bears can smell that. They know what's in there. And also got into a, uh, into a jeep, I believe, uh, a different part of the town, but mm. got into a jeep for some food that people had left in there inadvertently, so.
1: And really anything scented um, they'll get into because they think they could eat it and it's going to be a great meal for them. So it's extremely important for people to clean out their cars. Like you were saying, a bear got in to get some food, but really don't leave anything scented in your cars.
0: No, no, absolutely not.
2: We had a bear that caused about $5,000 worth of damage to a vehicle because their child had spilled a couple of crumbs from their granola bar in between a couple of seats, and that was enough of a scent to make that bear go into that car and cause $5,000 in damage to the interior of that vehicle.
1: It just goes to show the sense of smell that bears have.
2: It's amazing. And we're getting into a a little bit of a crucial time. In the next month, we're going to see mom bears kicking off their yearlings in order to enter into the breeding season. And those yearlings are kind of like teenagers learning their way about. Uh, And they're going to want to get away from the males that are coming in to breed with these females. So this is the time that we see a lot of these juvenile bears coming into urban areas. And it's extremely important to keep those attractants inaccessible because this is a learning period for those young bears and it can go either way and we really depend on residents to help us keep the bears wild.
1: And Carl you said it I mean number one thing people can do is or the easiest thing for bears to get into is trash so secure your trash what are some ways people could do this?
0: Well most importantly is a bear resistant garbage can. Uh, They're available at some of the local the, the the large hardware stores now of course you can buy them online uh, there's companies in Carson City and Tahoe that sell them. So there's lots of different avenues where people can purchase those. And, they're, and they've and they come down uh, in price real drastically over the last few years. So, uh, And if you have any questions at all, you can contact Waste Management or your disposal company. And they are now, in a lot of cases, uh, delivering those or issuing them.
1: And it's totally worth it because it's preventing any damage to your property.
0: Well, the most, yeah, and the most important thing to realize is that once a a bear learns from a single experience, so if they, if they get a food reward in your neighborhood or your house just one time, they'll remember it and they'll continue to come back. And, you know, she mentioned the damage done to the, to the vehicle. A bear breaks into a vehicle once and gets food. Even if you don't have food in your car, they may break into it just because they think they, like they, a, they associate I got food, food, food out of
1: one of those before why not try again yeah, absolutely and the amount of calories they get out of garbage any attractants that's so much more than what they would get out in the wild so it's easy to see how they would it's almost becomes addicting to them
0: well it's it's higher calories in a much shorter time frame and they expend a lot fewer calories getting those calories mm-hmm. so they're so they're saving energy from a bear's perspective, they're gaining weight a lot quicker than they would otherwise. Um, it's, it's a, the buffets that we offer in our neighborhoods is a benefit to the bears from their point of view.
3: So that's, a, that's one thing that I kind of want to drop back to is, is we say residents, right? So a lot of people or some people don't think that they have bears in their area. Where are, exactly are we talking? Like anybody that's listening, if you live in this area, Whereabouts are they? Like the toe slope of all of Reno, Carson, absolutely. And all the
0: down, right? Yeah, anywhere along this eastern front of the Carson Range, from Pivine Verde all the way down south of Gardnerville, uh, where the urban areas kind of abut those those wildland areas. Right. Um, there, there's bears roaming those neighborhoods.
3: Yeah, last uh, last year we did a podcast and we talked a lot about Cullen Ranch. And that really being kind of a hot spot at that, at that moment, it was a hot spot. And I think a lot of people were surprised to hear that Collin Ranch had bears walking down the streets. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of drop back just to kind of let everybody know.
2: We have, um, we we had calls out of Hawthorne last year for, for bears. So, you know, anyone in Western Nevada basically should be aware of the potential of bears in their area. Um, of course, anyone butting up to the Sierras or the pine nuts, that's prime bear habitat.
3: right. I think there there are f- some people
0: listening that will be surprised to hear that there's bears. We've had bears right before on, right? on the UNR campus, Keystone Have Avenue. We? Uh-huh. And when you start looking at the the travel corridors that the bears are using, they're they're using those ditches that run all the way from the Truckee River throughout Reno and, and Sparks. And when those ditches are empty or close to empty, the wildlife, not only bears, but coyotes or mountain lions or anything else, can access those those neighborhoods by using those travel corridors.
3: Yeah, and we just had uh, one Truckee River in, and we were talking about watersheds and all that. And so that kind of does tie into that. All those different ditches and green strips that run down off the mountains, those bears, all wildlife use those.
1: And um, like Carl said, I like the way you put it. We're providing a buffet for bears, really, by not securing attractants. And you had mentioned a bear breaking into a shed because of bird seed. So it's even things that you might not think sound appealing to us, to a bear, they're going to smell that and want to get into
2: it. Yep. I always tell people, whatever another animal is going to eat, be it a bird, be it a mouse, you know, be it a deer, a bear is going to eat. They are omnivores, which means they eat vegetation and meat and everything in between all of that. So, right. <laughs> and they love to eat. They what love to I, eat. Since being here, they I learned they're
1: eat. opportunistic <laughs> eaters. Is that what we call them?
2: <laughs> opportunistic omnivores. Omnivores. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yep.
1: And then, um, We've talked about electric fencing before too, that's another great option.
2: Electric fencing really is the the kind of ultimate deterrent for a bear because you can really put it around anything. Um, you know, I, I've seen people put it around their garbage cans. Um, you can put it around your, your fruit tree uh in a wide area, so you, you are covering all of the branches basically. Um I've I've seen it put in front of a, a freezer that was kept out in a carport. Uh and there is now people that are actually electrifying homes basically, kind of electric fencing for homes across windows indoors. So electricity is a great deterrent for any wild animal, quite honestly.
1: Definitely. And you could also go to uh, Nevada. If you had to endout.org. click the Nevada wildlife tab and go to our bear logic page. We have a ton of resources for electric fencing. We also have some of the bear boxes and bear resistant containers there as well. We have so.
2: a couple of guide guides on how to put up electric fencing. We've got a couple of videos that show people putting up electric fencing and some little tricks here and there. Yeah, we've got a ton of bear boxes and bear resistant container links. Um, it's a wealth of information for people on Frequently our website. Frequently asked questions.
1: Yes, so much. <laughs> hopefully covering everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and a lot of information where you can just re- read <coughs> about bears and learn about bears.
1: I know it's so interesting just to read and um, we have a research page just to I update the website, so lucky for me I get to read it. But it's really interesting, and it's good to know that information when we live in an area like we do where Mm -hmm. bears are present.
3: Bears are one of the coolest animals we have in the state of Nevada. (laughs) I mean, they're so cool.
1: They are. You just got to be responsible. And that's one thing we always say is we love living where we live. We love that there is wildlife. We just got to do it responsibly. Yep. And then I know one of our... We talked about bird seed. One of our frequently asked questions is people love to feed birds and they don't really, it's like a passion of theirs. They don't want to stop. So any tips you'd give to those people, Carl?
0: Well, I, I think foremost, we're feeding birds for our own pleasure. The, the birds don't need it yeah, necessarily. So keep that in mind. But uh, if you are going to put out bird seed, uh, you can bring the, the, the feeders in. Once it gets dark, that's a good kind of a good rule of thumb to follow. Uh, the other thing you can do is instead of putting bird seed in a container that's hanging from a tree, just throw it and scatter it on the ground. The birds can still access it, uh, but it's not nearly as easy for bears to eat at that point.
1: Exactly. Right,
0: that seems like it would be a little bit hard for a bear. To <laughs> <kind> <laughs> pick yeah, it. I'm
1: trying to picture <laughs> a bear picking up seed by seed, <laughs> one by one. So, any other advice you want to give to people? I know, Carl, you're going to have to head out of this podcast early. So, while we have you, you're the you're the expert here.
0: One of two experts. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, j- just keep in mind that it's a it's a year round responsibility, which <clears throat> we've said that before. Um, any look around your home uh, for attractants, anything that a bear might find interesting or or want to eat, uh, make it inaccessible to them. And uh, you, you don't want a bear to gain access to to food around your place even just once because you are, in essence, potentially causing the death of that bear. It's going to get hit by a car or or die from some other reason when they frequent urban areas. Yep. That's a great point.
1: Well, thank you so much. That's the first half of the show already. It went really quick. So, uh, But we will be right back after this break with Heather. The thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Getting I'm put my boots and my back i I'm long gone Long gone
1: If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Our bear biologist, Heather Reich, is still here. We had Carl Lackey, our other bear biologist, here before the break, but he had to leave. But we still have Heather here to hold down the fort.
2: Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: And uh, during the break, we were talking about how someone can do all the right things, take the right steps, but maybe someone else living near them isn't, so that could still bring a bear into a neighborhood. So it's important that entire neighborhoods are taking these steps to secure attractants. How? What advice would you give for the person who does everything right, but maybe people, homes around them aren't?
2: You know, we, we really depend on the residents of Nevada and the visitors alike to be the ones that are, are helping us with our bear management. You know, Carl and I are just two people, and we can't be everywhere all the time. Uh, so we really do Uh, Depend on residents that want to do the right thing. I often encourage residents who vent to me about, you know I've got a bear resistant container, but my neighbors don't and you know, what do I do in that instance? If you see if you know, I had a gentleman the other day who was jogging down a road and he called me and said there were three garbage containers knocked over What do I do? Um, What you can do in those instances is document what has happened. So if you see a garbage container knocked over, take a picture of that container, include the house number or the house, a picture of the house itself, and what you can do then is you can turn that into the code enforcement division of whichever county you're in. So Washoe County, Carson County, and Douglas County all have garbage ordinances in place where people cannot knowingly have bears in their garbage. If you send a picture of that damage with the residents in view to the code enforcement officer, they will then send a, a letter. Basically, this is how the, the process works. That resident will get a letter saying, you know, you've got to got you know, take care of the secure your garbage. You're in violation of the code. For most of the ordinances, if that home receives another violation in a two-year period of time, they will then be fined for that violation uh, and counties are really starting to crack down on this lately um, it's getting a little out of hand <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so we have a lot of really sharp code enforcement officers that are on top of it you can request to be anonymous you don't have to tell you know say well this is my next-door neighbor and I don't want to cause problems but I'm doing the right thing and they're not and it's bringing the bear into the neighborhood so we really depend on stuff like that um, to help us out to report those violations and really get people to to key in you know and if you're in Washoe County all you have to do is call waste management they'll actually provide a bear resistant container to you and that's a really easy step to take it takes a few weeks and there is an additional fee on your on your service because of the additional hardware Uh, but it's a heck of a lot cheaper than a fine for not doing anything
1: Exactly, or property damage, or, I mean, it's helping protect the bears and protect our neighborhoods.
2: Carla and I often say, if we could just wave a magic wand and take away the garbage issue, we would have far less conflicts with bears. It all starts with garbage, and then they go from there, and they escalate from there.
1: And a lot of times, it may just be people who aren't aware of the issue. Do you guys see that a lot, too? Yes,
2: we do. Um, We have a lot of people moving into the area that are very surprised by the fact that they live even in Reno, Mm -hmm. West Reno, inside the McCarran Loop, are shocked to find out that there are bears in the area. But Truckee Meadows, you've got to think of what it was back in the day before we humans moved in. It was full of bears and mountain lions and all the wildlife that we still see passing through.
1: And we also are in an area that gets a lot of visitors, especially up in Tahoe. So is there advice you'd give to property owners um, as far as just making sure the people that they have running out their homes? are aware of this?
2: It, it would be it, you know the the bear boxes are a really powerful tool up there right. in the Tahoe Basin. Uh, a lot of people are embracing them. We're trying to get more enforcement of vacation rentals to start providing those, putting up those bear boxes. I know in um, the Glenbrook and and State Line area, South Tahoe Refuse actually has a loan program going on where they will loan people the money to have a bear box put in, and then they pay that back over a five-year period of time it's a really it's a a great it's a great loan program um so you know those those bear boxes are a really good thing bears up in the tahoe basin are experts at getting into attractants (laughs) (laughs) so anything that we can do to make it harder on them uh, is is really good
1: and then in pretty much all of the area that you and carl manage um would you say garbage is the number one thing that creates Problems or bears coming into neighborhoods?
2: I don't know if I would say it. Well, yeah, I, I guess it, it would be <laughs> the number one thing. Um, it is certainly where the bears start. It's the easiest thing to access. Um, once they get into garbage, you know, then they start looking around and they find those bird feeders and they're like, oh, those smell good. And look, I can be right up against a house. And then they start smelling the, the pie that's sitting out cooling. And then we've got a whole nother problem. In the fall, uh, you know, Western Nevada, we have a long history here of, of settlers, and they brought with them their fruit trees. And right. so we have a lot of historic apple orchards and uh, fruit orchards, and that's a huge boon for a bear in the yeah. fall. Um, so we struggle with that a lot in the fall as well. So um, yeah, I guess in the spring, you could say that the garbage is an issue. In the fall, it's those darn fruit trees. Yeah. And And we've
3: done a couple podcasts on, on gleaning of fruit trees and stuff. If anybody's interested, they can go back and listen to those podcasts tons of good information
2: mm-hmm.
3: and our website is chock full of resources for people we've tried to make it
2: as easy as possible on residents to really do their best to help us with our bears
1: and i will say we updated it yeah recently and the reason i want to say that is because you did a great job just providing information making it easy to understand trying to answer those questions that Thanks. we get a lot yeah you guys are constantly <laughs>
3: yeah. adding stuff to that and refining that information and making sure it's current so that's awesome
2: there's always new tricks I always tell people the bears always seem to be a step ahead of me and so I'm (laughs) always learning new ways to to try and help our bears stay wild and help residents help out with that
1: and like you said it's only you and Carl getting around this huge area (laughs) so we really do rely on people
2: absolutely absolutely
1: so and um it just it's starting with people educating other people
2: it really you know a lot of the people that have been here for generations know quite a bit and they're very helpful with that
3: yeah so we'd encourage anybody to you know that thinks that they're in that area or in the interface to to be proactive to talk to their neighbors to talk to um, their homeowners associations and just start that conversation to to make sure everybody's aware of where they live and not not be complacent I guess
2: and I work we work very closely with the HOAs so if there are HOAs that want to reach out to us we're more than happy to come in and talk to them and, and help them start spreading information within uh, the HOAs are great because they can send out email blasts and oh, it's yeah. been very That's helpful to reach cool. a large group of people through HOAs so we're always open to working with them if anyone's interested in contacting us
1: and that was another podcast we did. We had um, the call in ranch. Mm-hmm. I think that was Lori, the first one yep. you came in and they've done a great job working with us. Yep. So yep. that was an example of a situation where an HOA worked closely with us and we're, we're working on a issue or yeah. getting an issue fixed. We
2: hardly ever get calls out of that particular HOA because we've, we've worked so well with HOA to, that's to great. secure things.
3: Yeah, exactly. that's great.
1: So I wanted to ask, um, What if a bear actually is able to get into a home, what do you do then? Because we give a lot of advice on trying to prevent that. That's our number one goal. But what happens when a bear does get inside a home?
2: Bears can cause a lot of uh, property damage when they get into a home. Um, And, you know, if there are people inside, it's a whole nother level of concern um, it happens most often at night, so you've got children sleeping in rooms apart from their parents. Um, we encourage owners to try and get the bear out, um, you know, open up a door. Usually the bears have an exit because they've entered in somehow, and when things start getting exciting, they'll they'll exit out. But in situations like that, you know, we have trained our um, county sheriffs, To respond to bear calls and so in that instance you definitely call 911 they'll reach out and contact us and we'll try and get up there and if the bear is in the area we will we will try and catch that bear if it's in the house we will try and get it out of the house Um, it can be a very scary situation so
1: That's why it's so important to be doing, taking these steps, securing your attractants. It's
2: better for everyone, including the bears. Absolutely. You know, entering a house is the kind of the ultimate thing that we're trying to avoid. And by removing attractants from your property, the bear really has no reason to come onto the property. And it will also stop teaching the bears to come up close to homes because that's where they become kind of habituated to being around homes, to being around people. And they lose that respect. They you know a bear should not smell a home that reeks of humans and think oh i can go in there they should respect the fact that you know people live there and they should not have any reason to go inside home
1: and naturally they're i mean it goes for a lot of wildlife they don't want to see us either no so we want to keep it that way yeah <laughs> want to keep stay our bears wild yeah, exactly
2: <laughs> exactly
1: And then is there any last things you want to mention before we go?
2: I think we've done pretty good. I would just encourage residents to really go to our website if they have questions. Um, There's a lot of resources there to help them out. They can always feel free to call Endow and try and get a hold of me and Carl. Uh, We're happy to help. That's what we're here for. We want to help both the people and the bears of Nevada. Uh, And we can all live together. We can make this work out. We have for a long time now. So always feel free to reach out. We are your wildlife experts and we wanna help you out any way we can. That's what
1: I wanted to say is no matter what, whether it's sighting of a bear, any questions about a bear, you do encourage people to call that number when it comes to bears.
2: You know, we record all of our, we log all of our bear calls. So even sightings, you know, we may not necessarily respond to that because you live in bear country. That's awesome that you got to see a bear. Um, But we are interested in what the bear's behavior is. Is this a sighting of concern or is it just, hey, we were hiking, you know, Ophir Creek and we saw a bear well that's awesome if they see tags that's always helpful for us to kind of maybe know if it's a bear that we haven't heard from for a while that we can document yeah that bear's still alive um we'll we'll always take information especially if it's outside of the reno area we want to know our bears are expanding
1: exactly well thank you heather for being here you always give so much good information (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) so that does it for this week's nevada wild thank you all for listening